Welcome back to the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. My name is Austin. And I'm Chris. And unfortunately, George isn't here with us uh, for this episode. He is currently out of town, but uh, he'll be back for the for the next episode available, and we hope to have him here. So, But uh, Chris, go ahead and let everybody know what we just got finished watching. Um, okay, so uh, we have a bootleg Harry Potter spinoff about the story of Dobby when he was uh, fighting in a militia in Kazakhstan. Uh, it was a bootleg film. It was claymation. Um, but actually, we watched Star Wars: The Rise of the Skywalker. We didn't watch Rise of Skywalker. We did watch the Dobby bootleg. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. We we had to get some get a clickbait title. We loved this bootleg movie. Dobby has like a like a really thick Middle Eastern accent. <laughs> God. Okay. Yeah. So we just got done watching Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I believe this is both of our. First time seeing the movie. Yep. Fresh okay. out of the off off my mind's press. To be fair, Christian, just so everybody knows, we have seen every single Star Wars movie now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, well, I don't watch I did not watch the solo movie though. I didn't watch the solo movie either, but that's it. But I, I saw Rogue One. <laughs> saw Rogue One. And the rest of the movies from this trilogy. <laughs> the original. <laughs> and obviously Eight. obviously the originals and obviously the prequels. Everything besides the solo movie. Well, before we go too deep, let me just state that if you have not watched this movie yet, you should probably stop this podcast right now and not continue to watch until you've seen that movie because uh, we're going to go fully into depth about everything about this movie, what we liked, and probably mostly what we disliked. So, yeah, if you haven't seen it, stop right now. Okay, for those of you that are still here, uh, glad glad you've seen the movie. (laughs) All right, we've weeded them out. Now we can talk about Kazakhstani Dobby. (laughs) <laughs> they're missing out on the on the gold here uh so christian uh go ahead uh list list some things that you did like about the movie okay yeah um firstly all the exchanges between c3po and r2 were done as perfect as they could have been um they're meant to be like the lighthearted comic relief that's just kind of rolling around in the background um their chemistry has always been really good um i like that part yeah, that was good. Uh, I felt that they were it, it, the comedy relief on it was really good. Most most of the jokes overall, I think, were pretty good. Like when um, it turns out, it turns out that Poe was uh, he Poe meets his old friend, um, and it's revealed that he used to be a spice runner. And then there, you know, Finn is just kind of giving him some shit for that. And they have a little bit of a back and forth. I thought that was funny too. Yeah. So most of the jokes I thought were pretty funny. Three three PO's comedy was was on it. And um, when he when three PO gets his memory wiped, even then he's funny. He's like, even though he doesn't know, he, he doesn't have his memory. He's still like the same old three PO. He's like, come on, move faster. He's like, I, we've just met. Excuse you, sir. So um, they definitely nailed that part. Okay, uh, I'll go ahead with some things that I liked. Uh, I liked how it seemed like a much darker film. Like the imagery was much darker. Uh, seeing Palpatine like connected to that like machine, whatever you want to call it, that was pretty cool. It was pretty grim seeing it like that. Yeah, that was pretty ominous. Like the like the weird like uh, er, er, Ergonon. I forget what the place was called. Exegol or something like that. Exegol, the the cultist like world. That place was pretty creepy, but the creepiest part was definitely that machine that Palpatine was hooked to that I assumed was keeping him alive. Um, yeah. 
definitely definitely some like really cool creepy imagery yeah um so definitely really good there and what i also really liked was the combat was pretty cool um that's also what i disliked at the same time but the combat was cool uh it was kind of refreshing to see some action again you know granted it's not like the star wars movies don't have action in each one of them but it was it was cool to see some some nice lightsaber battles but uh i feel like we have more dislikes to discuss than likes on this we we do like not gonna lie but there are still some other positives i I mean so right off the bat christian was it entertaining it was entertaining like i'm not gonna say like oh wow it was a boring movie um even clocking in over two hours it was still a pretty entertaining movie i'll say that yeah i mean it was it was like almost two hours and twenty minutes ish. Yeah, somewhere yeah, it was around still there. Pretty, it was still a good movie. I was entertained. I mean, I don't want it to sound like I'm ungrateful. I'm probably will sound like I'm ungrateful, but I enjoyed it. It was good. I liked it. Um, something that I liked was uh, I believe they were called was it the Knights of Ren or was it the Order of Ren? It was the Knights. It was for sure the Knights of Ren. Um, they're these. They were the group that was essentially hunting Ray and and you know Ray and the gang. Um, since they were on that desert planet, I, I feel like I'm gonna. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I feel like we didn't get enough of them. They just kind of show up and be like, "We're bad," and then yeah. and then it just goes back to what the gang is doing, and then they just then they just kind of get murked real quick by Kylo Ren at the end. Excuse me, Ben. Yes, yes. Um, I feel kind of the same way. They were like this. Their designs were kind of like they weren't like all the other types of like Imperial guards and like special groups like. You know, they were all like shiny, kind of like Phasma was this chrome person. Right. And then the usual Knights of the Empire are like they have like the the nice like regal red. Yeah. Um, But the Knights of uh, Ren, they kind of had this grittiness to them. Right. Which I think reflected like the cultist. It, uh, it, it looked like a SWAT team. Definitely. Um, And it was like they looked super cool. And what disappoints me is that we didn't get a lot of action with them. And when they finally, when, when finally uh, Kylo Ren has to fight, fight them to get to Ray, like he just like does like two force pushes. And like, that's like the whole battle. Like we don't even get to see these guys like operate and do an awesome fight. It's yeah, kind of disappointing. Yeah. I mean, it would have been cooler to see a lot more of them, but I mean, what do you, what do you want? They only had two hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and most of it was just you know finn ray ray um let me think about what else i liked um yeah um, I, don't know, I don't know if i can squeeze any more out uh yeah okay that was if i if i think of something else i'll say it okay <laughs> but those were like the main things that i liked Okay, so do you want to go ahead and start with what you disliked? Okay, the yes. Long list? Um, so I'll, I'll start off by telling you some of my thoughts before I came into the movie, and then we'll go more into how my thoughts, uh, th- that mindset progressed once I actually watched the movie. Because mm-hmm. we didn't want to like not watch the movie and then like say this and that about it. Um. So I guess for context, you have to think about the whole trilogy, right? Right. Um, a lot of people talked crap about 
what what were the names of them? Uh, there's the Last Jedi was the one before this. Force Awakens, Force, Force Awakens, Awakens, and the Last Jedi. People talked a lot of crap. Okay, and um, they're saying yeah, it, the whole thing's just a nostalgia trip. And I was very hesitant with those movies, but I actually really liked them. Um, I thought, you know, they still had some nostalgia plays in them. Uh, Han Solo, um, eventually Leia and Luke, Chewbacca, and obviously R2-D2 and C-3PO. But, you know, who, who doesn't want them there, of course? <clears throat> I was overall really positive. And my only problem with those two movies was that I thought that there was a little bit too much of that nostalgia going on. And not enough of like its own story. By the time that the last Jedi ended, I was actually really optimistic because Luke had for you know force projected against the First Order and done his final little foray into the battle. And like, you know, he was pretty much out of the story. Han Solo was out of the picture. You know, uh Leia was like on her way out, essentially. Like she, you know, she had taken a minor role, if anything. And then the rest of the P characters like Chewbacca, R2, and C-3PO, they were, um, you know, they were just supporting cast anyway. So it's like, it's cool that they're there still. So I said, I, I basically, I came out of The Last Jedi thinking, what's the most interesting thing by the end credits? The story that's going on between Rey and Kylo Ren. They are like seeing each other through like a, a type of force projection. It, you know, it was really actively interesting. I'm like, okay. This next movie is going to be awesome. It's just going to be about the story going forward. Then I see the first uh, big advertisement for the movie. And you hear Palpatine laughing and people like flip their shit like, oh, that's so awesome. But I thought, oh, great, great. They're just going to they're just going to pull a total 180. We're going to double down on nostalgia. We're going to take that cheap shot. We're going to bring Palpatine back. Which, which honestly is an ass pull. There's no reason that should be true. Yeah. But that's what they did. Um, so my issue with the whole film was it was super, it was like, like laughably predictable. Like, uh, I was like, oh, watch this. Ben's going to sacrifice or Ray's going to sacrifice herself. And you know, it's going to be, I don't know. A lot of the scenes were just like taken from other films just in a different setting with slightly with different characters, which is the same exact outline. And I, I don't know. I feel like, to be honest, I feel kind of cheated as a star Wars fan. Like I appreciate the nostalgia trip to be like, yeah, I remember that. And I remember this and I remember, but it's like, you know, give us something new. You've, you've had us along for what, how many years now have these film films been coming out? The, the newest ones. Oh my, the, the new trilogy was since like 2015. I want to say, since like December of 2015, I that think that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel that way too. And what I thought here's kind of a, a comparison that I drew. Um, I remember not the most recent Terminator movie. The most recent one is Terminator Dark Fate. Okay. But the one before that, um, what I remembered about it, which was funny, was that people realized that they used they used all the like nostalgia lines like totally out of place he says uh i'll be back and give me your boots your coat and your motorcycle yeah 
and he said all the typical uh, hasta la vista baby. He said all of them in the movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and also they even use the exact same camera angles from previous Terminator movies. So it's basically like a remake, but without calling it a remake. It's like, here's, oh, here's a new Terminator movie, but we're just going to kind of re, you know, uh, feed you, feed you the same thing again to like an extremely lazy degree. Mm -hmm. And I think that was very similar to what's happening and happened in this Star Wars movie, Rise of the Skywalker. Um, we were, we started counting them like, um, the scene where somebody's flying the millennium Falcon and, and somebody a, else is shooting and somebody else's, it, it keeps switching the screen to the cockpit where they're fighting, uh, Imperial ships. Yep. And it was like the same thing. They had the, uh, same scene as the speeder bike chase with Luke on the forest moon of Endor. This time it was in the desert, but they, they yep. were in a Canyon, but it was this exact same thing. Yeah. Um. And at the end of the movie, like just like at the end of Return of the Jedi, when Luke's in Palpatine's ship and Palpatine, it pans towards his big window and Palpatine says, oh, look at look at your friends out there. You know, uh, you know, they're not doing so hot. It, it did the same thing in this movie. Yeah. He opens his giant hatch in his little lair and says they won't last long with just Ray to fight him, just like there was just Luke to fight him in Return of the Jedi. It, and it's like, man, they once we started becoming aware of them, it was just like one after another. Yeah. And then also with the with the fight scene between Ray and Ben on, you know, on the the old Death Star, I got re- really big like nostalgia trip from the Mustafar fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin in in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I felt that too. So it's just like I don't know. I know that they have good writers in Hollywood. And I feel like this is a big thing. Like, you know, we're a movie podcast. We should discuss this. That's a big thing going on is they're doing remakes. They're not doing new ideas. They're they're granted. Yeah, it's a technically a new Star Wars. It's technically a new set of people. But it's 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 kind of just regurgitated on us. It's like, hey, remember it, it literally the member berries from South Park covered it perfectly. You remember Darth Vader? That's why I'm I got so annoyed by what they decided to do to finish this trilogy when they were making those jokes, I was saying, you know, there's good like seeds in the star Wars story. Mm-hmm. And while they do have nostalgia, I'll still defend these first two movies because for the most part, I like them and, you know, minus maybe like uh, in the last Jedi, I didn't like the scene where like Leia's flying through space. I thought that looked really silly. Yeah. But besides that, I'm like interesting stuff. I like it. It has that star Wars feeling. It's actually advancing the story to a somewhat new place. But then with this movie, like they th- they just threw that in my face, essentially. Like, yeah, they just chose. Mm, do you want to be like a unique story or do we want nostalgia? They just said, let's be nostalgia. I mean, it, to be fair, though, it, it sells. It does. And that's actually a very important point of all this. What I realized. What I realized is that. A lot of people came out of that saying that was a satisfying ending to the whole Star Wars saga. And I disagree. But where let's try to think about where that mindset comes from. Mm-hmm. When I think about when I first saw the original trilogy of Star Wars, 
it was the, the reason it's the reason we love Star Wars so much. It's an indescribable set of factors. The awesome space sci-fi, the, you know, like those shots of the giant uh, capital Imperial Star Destroyer ships, the lightsabers, the, the mysticism of the force, that awesome, like, you know, hero's journey that Luke has to go through. Yeah. The mentor figures like it's like, you know, and I can only describe it so much, but it has that special lightning in a bottle tier. Awesome thing. Yeah. And when you watch when when I watch this movie, Rise of the Skywalker, I don't feel that. I just feel like I'm only getting like a like wafting the fume of that greatness on a court of it being set in the world of Star Wars. It's like you're just showing me the same thing again. It's like, it's not like painting a new awesome painting that is, has some of that energy from the last one, but is even better or new. It's like, no, you're just looking at an old painting that you really like. Yeah. Um, and so to those people, I'd say, you know, if they didn't like star Wars and they watch these first, these are more on the tier of just any other sci-fi movie that's out there today. These don't carry that same magic as the original trilogy does. Um, and, you know, this is very negative to say, I guess, because, you know, of course, they would look at me as being like, like, oh, you're being super negative. It's just a movie. But and this sounds harsh, but I almost suspect that some of those people maybe didn't get as much out of the original trilogy as they would claim i yeah. guess that's all i can make of it but but of course time is a factor so like if you haven't seen uh the original trilogy in a long time of course you're going to get a lot out of these movies to reiterate that point in the more simple way i would say that basically if you know you feel as strongly about this new trilogy as you do about the old trilogy, I, I fear that you may only like Star Wars in a somewhat superficial way. It's like, oh, I like seeing lightsabers and I like seeing spaceships. Um, but that's only like those are only like small instruments in the grand picture of why the original trilogy was so great. What do you think? Um, so what, what I think is, uh, you know, a lot of it is, it, and it's good if it's cool that if you enjoy that, that's what you enjoy. Like, we're not trying to be like, how dare you enjoy a movie? Nothing like that. But I do feel that there are some, you know, there are some things that like really didn't need to be in there. Like you didn't have to redo, like you didn't have to like summarize every Star Wars movie in a series of scenes in this one movie. Like you could have, you could have went somewhere really different with it. Like, what if Ray like actually went through and just killed him and became like, you know, the the all empowering Sith? It it could have went a lot of ways, and um, it it went the same way as usual. Um, and and I watched a very interesting video. It was by um, oh well, I don't even remember the name of the channel, but. Well, they said something that I thought was very interesting. They said with the original trilogy, the prequels technically 
also copied the same basic structure as the prequels. Sure. sure. Or the pre, excuse me, the prequels copied the structure of the original trilogy. Yeah. Four, five, and six. So for example, um, episode one, instead of Obi-Wan getting, being the mentor that was slain by Darth Vader in front of Luke in the, in the Phantom Menace, Qui-Gon Jinn is slain by Darth Maul in front of Mm Obi-Wan. And uh, just like they had to destroy the Death Star in the original trilogy, um, Anakin gets in his starship and he destroys the capital ship, right? It's all, you know, kind of of the same formula. And here's the thing. That's not necessarily bad in all cases. The way he put it is that to show the importance of a revolution a revolution is validated the second time it happens. So it's kind of like the first time uh, something significant like that happens, it, it could have just been, you know, the way the wind was blowing or just by happenstance. But when the second revolution in a row comes, that is the same revolution again, you get the feeling like that cements the last one. So, you know, the prequels and the original trilogy together they actually do form a very similar type of vibe to where they validate each other's story. Um, but I think now doing the same thing another time in a row with this trilogy, it's, I I, I don't feels regurgitated. It just feels like, Hey, we know this works on you. So just enjoy the same thing you've watched before. But again, with new people and, that's that's exactly it and each one in the new trilogy has done something that's been the same the force awakens you just have another death star yeah you know what i mean and uh in this most recent movie rise of the skywalker um you have obviously palpatine being the big bad once again and you have um you know the rebels flying in space and they have to take out this time it's star destroyers um while the Jedi, this time it's Rey instead of Luke, has to fight the and defeat the Emperor. Um, and like I said, you can only do the same type of story so many times before you realize you're just being fed the same thing. Well, to to go into the next thing that I disliked was this God mode that Rey was on the entire the entire film. As soon as something comes up, Rey's like, "I know, I know what I have to do. I'll be back. Let me let me do this." I know, I know what's going on. Can't explain it. Bye. Yeah, the, the she does this thing multiple times throughout the movie where like she'll just be mid conversation with somebody and then just turn around and like look off into the distance, like like her, like you said, her like her spider sense is tingling. Yeah, and um, that's all well and good, but the overall problem is that from the beginning, like they just make her out to be like. She has all the tricks of all the other Jedi and then some. Yeah. And I think a problem for me with that is each time you saw another Jedi skill being used in Star Wars, it was always very mystical and interesting because the force isn't one. The force isn't like one thing, if that makes sense. Basically, what I'm saying is for each Jedi, the force doesn't necessarily function the same. So each time you see something special happen with the force, you're surprised when Obi-Wan first did the Jedi mind trick. These are not the droids you're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. That was special because like, oh, Obi-Wan 
is a Jedi master and a total veteran. And here's the something that he can do. That's amazing. And then you have, you know, like, oh, Luke had to uh, fire the laser bolt into the Death Star, which is he's like, oh, it's like a three meter hole. And he doesn't use the comm system. He had to use the force to steer the ship and aim it correctly to blow up the Death Star. Yeah. And then in this most recent trilogy, Ray and Kylo, they are essentially projecting to each other early on. And then we see Luke like force project against the Empire, the First Order's army. Yeah, in the in the in the movie before the last in Jedi. The last, yeah. So and now here's Ray doing like every trick. Like, oh, she just straight up tells two stormtroopers, like, oh, it's okay that we're here. Don't shoot us. And she it's just it doesn't seem like there's anything that could stop her. Like there's no like there's not that threat of like, oh, what if something's better than her? Never. Yeah. It never. feels like she feels invincible, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, she she kind of just runs in like head first. And I guess it's supposed to be like a like a like an empowering thing. Like, look, Ray can do all of this, so can you. But like I don't know. It just see it feels cheap. And for the record, I understand the plot point. That they were the they they call them what was it dyads yeah basically and and it was what people had been saying before they knew her identity like every um every what is a third generation of Jedi is like super powerful mm-hmm. and both Ray and Kylo fall in exact spots to where that's what they are and that's why they were so special and I get that um but I remember when the prison transport is taking off from that desert planet yep. the one she thought chewbacca was on mm-hmm. which thank god it wasn't because she blew it up with lightning on i accident. was so mad i was like really you gonna just murk my dude like that yeah that would have been terrible but um like i, I caught me so like I, I found it so off-putting when you see the ship raise and she's like no chewbacca and then she force pulls the ship the yeah. whole ship out of like tries to pull it out of the sky yeah, she's like, watch this, dude. And it's like, like she's on God mode. Like, there's there's no rules anymore, essentially. Yeah, it just, I don't know. Starkiller was good from The Force Unleashed. But, well, yeah, that was a cool story. I like that. Yeah, but that's not canon. But I, I don't know. I just, it felt like, what can't she do? Like, and I, I think I called it a couple of times, like, watch, she's going to do this. And then sure enough, she does it. Yeah, it was all fairly predictable. Um, I don't like the scene from which was in the trailers where um, Kylo is running the interceptor ship into her on that desert planet. And she like just like does a backflip and she cuts off the wing. Um, that's like another one of those moments where like here, here's how I put it. I said she's this whole movie is just Ray flexing her force cock. yeah literally it just i and like her it was kind of cringy to her little stance that she would do like before like you didn't have to do all that just jump up and cut the thing yeah and um like i like the i like the idea of a super powerful jedi like that in itself i think is badass but they like there was a subtlety with what was happening before like when her and kylo project to each other and it's like Oh, we've unlocked like a mystery of the force and we're both powerful Jedi. And it's very interesting. There, there was a subtlety with showing the power of a powerful Jedi before. 
with this movie, it's just like, ah, uh, she's like Jedi super soldier. She just does everything within however many first minutes of the movie. Oh my God, it's Jason Bourne. Exactly. <laughs> it's the Jason Bourne of the Star Wars universe. Um, I, the acting was good. Yeah, I'll I mean, give it that. It, I, I didn't feel there was cheap one. Like, I mean, there were some cheap one-liners in there, here and there, but it wasn't like, you know, I. People are gonna hate me for this. I feel like the Marvels the movies kind of depend on that. What the one-liners? Oh, like the witty one-liners, like oh yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah. Like Tony Stark has to say something like interesting, like oh. But I like this movie. So I mean, yeah, and I mean, they're not they're not terrible movies though. That's the thing though. But it's like I feel like. There's a ton of one-liners in it, and like they don't need to be. They're just badass superheroes. Let them be badass superheroes. Like, like Ray, she's a badass like Jedi. Just let her be a badass Jedi. Just let her, you know, fuck some dudes up in the, you know, in the club. Cool. Um, what I going back to the like regurgitated lines, um, when Han Solo appears to Kylo Ren, which he note to note to everybody, he's not glowing blue. So apparently, it seems like. Kylo Ren had just kind of like seen a vision, let's say, or like that was from his memory. Yeah, that's what it was said to be is like, oh, you're just a memory. And he's like, yeah, but I'm your memory. <laughs> he, you know, what, what I thought was funny is they keep saying the same lines from old movies, but then now Han Solo says the exact same line and Kylo says the exact same line just from one movie ago. Two, two movies ago. Yeah. From the beginning of the, of yeah, the trilogy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like, the whole um i don't know if i have the strength to do it oh i know you do and it was like come on like i feel like the, like hollywood directors and producers feel like the american or just the public in general doesn't have the attention span to remember oh hey i remember what happened in that movie it's like hey remember remember it's star wars you gotta buy it remember disneyland yeah tickets. and it did the so many lines were the same like somebody said i got a bad feeling about this yeah um, I and, believe it was Lando. Yeah, when they yeah. oh, and then they first meet up with Lando, and Lando's there. I like I like Lando's Lando. there on like an LSD trip at Coachella. What was up with Coachella, man? <laughs> oh yeah, when they're at the festival on the desert planet, like we're like, like Coachella sucks this year. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't have it in real life, so they had it in Star Wars. But yeah, Lando was like there just doing like like his his yearly acid trip. Lando, um, I was cool with Lando being included, but like. He didn't need to be. No, I mean, it just felt like they had to. And then that scene where like every Jedi ever is talking to Ray. Like I get the like the story context, but like it was just like a like a apply to bring everybody back. Like hey, guess what? Guess what? You want to record in, like a few lines for the new Star Wars movie? Remember when you were in Star Wars? Remember? Yeah. Uh huh. I I definitely feel that way too. And I actually I liked I liked the scene itself. I liked when. It's like Qui Gon Jinn and all the all the past Jedi. Yeah, like Mace Windu. Mace Windu and even the other ones that were on the Jedi Council. Ayla Secura, back uh, in the day. Yeah, Yoda, it, of course. I thought that was super cool, but the idea of this finale, I think, was only spawned when they started writing this movie. Yeah, they were like, "Guess what? What if we could get everybody ever to come back?" And that goes into how overall this trilogy was not planned. They made Force Awakened, which they let J.J. Uh, Abrams do that. Mm -hmm. I and think he did all three, didn't he? Not the second one. Oh. What happened was they didn't sign one person to write all three movies or direct all three movies. But then the, the wasn't there an issue with the third one? So they brought back J.J. Abrams because J.J. Abrams did this one. 
Yeah, exactly. So he he made that movie, you know, not with a sequel necessarily in mind. They give it to another director. Here, you do the second one. And then we kind of see it splinter off like, uh, like, where's the story going here? Mm-hmm. Given given one and two did well enough. I thought after two, I liked where the story was going. So you mean seven and eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm talking about this. Trilogy. This shows you one and two. Yeah. Uh, okay. seven, so, eight, you, so you like the story. You like where it was going after two. And then, you know, it, like I said, it was all ill planned. So by the time of this movie, Rise of the Skywalker, they just they, it's they barely took anything like there was no clear path. The story was going on throughout all three movies. It's just like, uh, you know, Han dies and Luke, you know, Luke dies and Kylo and Ren are really powerful and they like project each other. OK, that's all you need to know. Here's the third one. Um, yeah. If you okay, so let's get into the lore a little bit. Why the hell does Palpatine leave it to like Kylo Ren, who's like the most unstable? He's just like a moody teenager, just like guys, you never let me do anything. God. Well, the simple answer is because the whole idea of Palpatine being in this movie was like a marketing ass poll, right? <laughs> They're just like, uh, you know, how do we get people to be excited like they were for old Star Wars? Oh, just Bring back the big bad from the old ones. Yeah, Palpatine. Just hammer him into that story. Um. Okay. Well, I mean, because it just, I don't know. I just, I didn't think like, of all people, you're going to let Kylo Ren try to take charge of this. Yes, because with, because Palpatine's deal has always been manipulating people who are powerful, but impressionable. So like, oh, Anakin, obviously he was super powerful. But like, and for the most part, unlike Kylo Ren, like he did way more with Vader than he did with Kylo Ren. Exactly. Like it didn't work with Anakin and he was almost perfect. But like, then he's like, ah, no, I feel bad. You know, let's throw him down a hole. <laughs> let's try it with this kid. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like Kylo Ren, like they make it out like Palpatine had all this plan the whole time. Like the this, the first order and the final order, like, oh, it's all part of my plan. But <laughs> order 66 did 67. One with 68, extra dip. 68, but we gotta get to 69 somehow. <laughs> Execute order 69. <laughs> That's the Royal Guard's order to order porn on his pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, your credit card is invalid. No. <laughs> oh, oh, see, another thing. Palpatine said do it again. Yeah. Another like cheap yeah. shot. What I did like though, what I thought was pretty funny was uh how uh Luke brought his hoopty out the water for <laughs> Ray. <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just imagine Luke saying, uh, uh, Ray, this is my old shit box. You're going to have to replace the alternator. <laughs> <laughs> Alternator's bed. I just imagine like you see it out in the hood, like on bricks where the tires were. Yeah, <laughs> like a like a whole ass spaceship, but like on cinder blocks and bricks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah. But uh, that was another moment where it's just like, oh, you remember? called it. You, Remember? Ca- you called it perfectly. You said, oh, you I, see him like he's I about saw to the water something. moving and I was like, it's going to be his X-Wing watch because at that point it was like everything else was just lining up perfectly. Like, it's going to be his X-Wing watch. Sure enough, X-Wing. Bam. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, obviously predictable because everything is just a scene from one of the last movies. Yeah. Um, Going into Palpatine's whole plan in uh, Exegol. Yes. Was that what it's called? The unknown region 
or like the, the like Sith cultist area that the finale happens in um, at the beginning of the movie. It's just like imposed upon you like, oh, this place just exists and we all knew about it. And, and here's here's how bad I thought that was. First, it was. First, it was the uh, 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 first order mole or spy told them about it. But right when it was brought up, a random rebel who we haven't seen in the other movies, as far as I know, just some random rebel said, um, it's a secret unknown region of the Sith. Like he just some random dude just knew. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I took I took Sith 101 back in college. And then Ray, I only got a D. He friggin' knows somehow. <laughs> and then Ray just says, Ray just says, oh, Luke told me about this. He was looking for it too. Like we all just knew about it as if they didn't just think of this idea. Just this movie. That's another thing is like Ray being as powerful as she, as she is. She's still like, I don't have your blessing, uh, Mama Leia. Can you please bless this meal before I go out? What did you think about the part where they show young Luke and young Leia training? Um, I mean, it was cool. It was a good use of CG. I, um, I, I mean, I understand like for storytelling purposes, like we got to, oh, hey, this is how this happened and all that. But it's kind of like, hey, look at the CG. Look at what we can do. He could have just straight up like just said he could have talked out that story and it had been fine. See, I think like what was funny about the whole thing and I. And- I love like I love the like super realistic bases um, they used at the end of Rogue One with Leia, yeah, yeah. which I think they used it for General Tarkin. Both instances I thought very yeah. impressive. Tarkin looked kind of creepy though, like with how good it was. It looked it looked fake but real at the same. It was weird. It was, it was it was like I think it's because I knew it was fake, but I was like, but it looks so real. But I'm telling myself it's fake. Yeah, no, exactly because it, if a normal person watches that, they don't know that CG. He's just gonna look like a regular guy. Yeah. So very impressive. And Leia looked completely real in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And I don't, wasn't she CG for this film, too? When she was the when, when they showed the flashback of her. her training. Yeah, yeah. I thought, OK, I thought she was dead before they started filming this one. She had finished her last shots for this movie before Carrie Fisher passed. OK, um, so just the part where she's young and training with Luke. OK, yeah. I mean, it, it looked good. It was. You know, as an artist, I, I, I appreciate, you know, the flex, one might say, of the CG that they did. It was cool. It was good. Yeah, technologically, like, these movies always look really good. And you expect that from Star Wars because they were the movie that, like, brought sci-fi into this other realm of, like, wow, it really looks like those are spaceships in outer space. Yeah. Those lasers look real. The lightsabers look real. Even when they're using very, like, primitive practical effects. So it's nice to see that. You know, to this day, Star Wars is kind of still at the top of the heap. Yeah, I mean, well, Star Wars kind of solidified itself. But um, before before we wrap things up here, uh, I, I have a question for you. Okay. If you could end the film your way, how would you end it? I'll, I'll answer it later, but I want to hear what you have to say. I, I want to start this as a new thing we do where, you know, if a film we see, you know, how would you make it go differently? If, if you would at all, if you think it was just, all right, it was fine the way it ended. How would you change the outcome? Is this supposed to be a funny answer or a real answer? Sure. Because <laughs> I make the whole damn film go a different way. <laughs> okay. I mean, give us a quick synopsis of what you would do. Okay. So Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> they never touched on where he went. Uh, I was waiting for him to come back and be like, Annie. <laughs> like it turns out like he's the key to the whole story. Like, you know how they had the holocron? Like he's like that, like. So like the whole movie is just a struggle for Jar Jar Binks. 
And then uh, when they get to uh, Exegol, yep. the, the magic Sith cult place, um, Jar Jar is just waiting there in the shadows. And it turns out Jar Jar was the reincarnation of Darth Plagueis this whole time. Misa been waiting. Oh, oh, and I also hate how, going back, how Palpatine said the Dark Plagueis line again. Mm-hmm. Abilities that some would consider unnatural. It's like you just have to say every friggin' line word for word from other movies. Yeah, it's driving me nuts. So you would you would have Jar Jar Binks there, um, yeah, and he'd be like the he, he's like the unsuspecting uh, uh guy. It's like at the end of which, which scary movie was that? Where like the 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 cop? The, I'm talking about the movie series, scary movie. They're like the parody films of like scary movies. Uh huh. Um, like at the end of the film, it turned out the the killer was like the cop, Doofy. Yeah, Doofy. It's like he was the most unsuspecting one of us, and he was the killer. And it turns out Jar Jar was behind the Empire the whole time. <laughs> Could you just imagine in Phantom Menace, they just off him, and then just the movie ends, just like five minutes in. Realistically, if I was going to say how this movie could have went different, somebody brought up the idea that the struggles between light and dark were ultimately like feudal and misguided. And in the end of this story, we'd see like a, like a stasis or a homeostasis between the dark and light. And you had this perfect thing building up where Kylo was on the dark side and Ray was on the light side. And they were both extremely powerful Jedi that could do things. That other people couldn't. Right. So like, and they had this intrinsic connection to one another. Because they were projecting to each other throughout the movies. Okay. And um, I think, I don't think, because they kind of messed up Snoke. Like, Snoke was, seems like a threat, like an idea they just trashed. Like, ah, oh, we don't know what we're going to do with Snoke. Just kill him. Yeah. Although I liked in The Last Jedi when they killed, they teamed up to kill yeah, Snoke. Yeah, that was a cool scene. That was a cool scene. And that was really awesome. Um, one, I would have liked Phasma to have come back. I love that Phasma was kind of like the like Boba Fett type of presence where like she's just this like badass who's like like won't stop hunting them until she's dead or the Jedi are. Yeah. And it was kind of awesome and seeing her having a little bit of a rivalry with different characters. One, she'd be back. Um, I think overall it would be. Eventually. Ray or Kylo would have to make kind of this leap of faith. Probably Kylo, because he at the end of the last Jedi, although he offered to be with Rey, it was conditional that like the Empire would like take over everything. Mm-hmm. I think Kylo would have to eventually fight against the Empire, and like I think that would probably be the end of the film. Um, I can't say specifics like oh who should have been the big bad. I don't even know if it necessarily needed one, but uh something that at least followed the thread of the story that was going on before this movie, not just, we need an ass pull. Here's Palpatine. Okay. <laughs> How would you end the movie? So I would keep everything up fine until when Ray meets Palpatine. I'm cynical. I would just have her just murder the shit out of him and just, hell yeah, fuck the galaxy. Let's just start murdering everybody. Just be a super dark film. And he'd be like, take that star Wars fans. Palpatine won after all. It would be, I think it would be good as a shock ending because you always consider Star Wars to be a movie that 
The good guys are always going to win. Yeah. Oh, it's like we're the good guys. We're going to win every time. It would be a good shock at least. Yeah. So uh, last few thoughts before we before we wrap up here tonight, Christian. Let me think. Let me think very hard. Well, while you do that, I'll go ahead and give my last few thoughts. Go um, ahead. We shouldn't stop you from seeing this movie if you haven't. Also, why are you listening if you haven't? Because we basically just spoiled the whole thing for you. Um, Star Wars as a whole has been a is you know it's been one of my more favorite series that I've watched. I've you know I don't want it to sound like I hated this movie because I didn't. There's just some things I just did not like mostly, but I think for the most part, if you enjoy Star Wars, you'll you'll enjoy the movie. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like hey we're just gonna you know piss in your soup. Here's a terrible movie. It was shot well. There was good CG. There was good fight scenes. And and it ended I feel okay the way it ended. Like I'm like, okay, it's quote unquote resolved. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what the, you know, the old Republic ones are. That's gonna be really interesting. But all in all, I feel okay movie. I definitely feel the best one out of the new movies that have been made. Rogue One by far, but that's that's a topic for a different day. But you know, at the end of the day, we like what we like. We dislike what we dislike. So, you know, it, maybe maybe I'm just being too critical at this point. But uh, Christian, go ahead and, uh, and lead us out of here. Yeah, to each their own opinion. But mine is right. <laughs> um, <laughs> my, my final thoughts are that there is this sentiment between me and a lot of other Star Wars fans is that it's kind of a love hate relationship. You love the original movie so much, and even the prequels to a, a big degree, even in all their flaws, that when you look at that magic being revived in a new series, you ha- you're you're gonna come in super critical. You know, you're not you know like I'm not gonna let nostalgia blind me from talking about these movies critically, um, and you know it's just like having to always in the back of your head and know that star Wars was, I joke that star Wars was ruined. Okay. <laughs> okay. And you know, that's not too far from the truth because the, you know, they didn't, they, they just went cheap on this movie and there's the trilogy overall should have been planned out. Three movies all planned out, not just one for one for one. Um, and that's all. Well, well, everybody, we hope you enjoyed this rant filled episode that we had for you. Uh, we, you know, we decided to finally really sit down and watch it and finish out the the Star Wars saga, I guess is what you could call it now. But uh, if you feel that you, you know, you have something to add to the conversation or you feel we missed something or you just hate us and you just want to voice it, uh, you can find us at lukewarm podcast or excuse me, lukewarm cinema podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook as well at the lukewarm cinema podcast so thanks for joining us and we'll see you guys next time